You've got the drive to create things. You're a writer, a photographer, a musician, a maker. You're ready to make things happen. But chasing creative isn't always easy. Your time and energy go to your work, your family, and your life. Is it really possible to make space for the creative in your everyday? Here at the Chasing Creative Podcast, we believe you can. We're talking to everyday creatives who have insights and action steps you can take today to make your creative plans happen. I'm Ashley Brooks, a freelance writer and editor at Brooks Editorial and work-at-home mom of two who would love to devote more time to creative writing and journaling. And I'm Abigail Creaves, the writer and photographer behind Inkwells and Images. I'm living my creative life nights and weekends after I get home from a full-time job at an ad agency. And you're listening to the Chasing Creative Podcast. Hey everyone, we're back with season two after a nice long summer hiatus. It was lovely and we're glad we took some time off, but we're also so glad to be back in the podcasting seat. Yeah, and we're actually going to do a mini season for the next few episodes where we'll do quick interviews with a few previous guests who have gone through some big life changes since we last talked to them. We definitely want to know how those changes have affected their creativity, and we bet you want to know too. So welcome to season two of the Chasing Creative Podcast. Eliza Latta is a 22-year-old writer, storyteller, artist, and hand letterer that you might remember from episode 24 of season one. She writes on her blog at elizanaomi.com and creates hand-lettered prints for her online shop, which you can find on Etsy as Choose Brave. She's a huge fan of both courage and ice cream, and she's recently made a big change by deciding to go back to college. You can follow her as at Eliza Latta on Twitter and Instagram. So thank you so much for coming back on the podcast with us, Eliza. Thank you for having me back again. I was like, (laughs) when you emailed me, I was like, I guess I didn't do too bad of a job last time. They're going (laughs) to let me back. (laughs) You didn't do bad at all. People loved your episode. (laughs) You guys are really nice. It's good for my (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem. Yeah. So like we said in the intro just now, you have made a really big change in going back to college, which we actually talked about why you chose not to go to college in the first episode that we had you on for. So now you've sort of gone back on that and decided that that is the right decision for you at this point. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I was thinking actually when I was applying to school, one of the thoughts I had in my head was, I said on a podcast that will live forever and ever and ever <laughs> that I was never going to go to school. And now I am. It was funny. I actually thought about our conversation. But um, yeah, in July, it was very quick. In July, I decided maybe school is the right thing for me. And to be honest, I can't even really trace my thought process. I've been trying to figure out why did I change my mind? And I think a lot of it was um, based off of thinking about what my life would look like in the next couple of years. And I started to think, what do I want to do? And what are the goals that I want to meet? And things like that. And uh, and then I started to think, am I hindering myself by not taking advantage of such an amazing opportunity that we have in North America? Education is so um, accessible to us here. Mm-hmm. And I started to think a lot about globally how is education accessible to people around the world? And I thought, I live in this place, especially in Canada, I find um, like it's not, it's not inexpensive by any means, but 
it's you can have um, funding through the government and they make it as accessible as they can to students. And I just thought I want to broaden my skill set. So I decided to go to journalism school, <laughs> which is so weird and funny. And I have a lot of schoolwork to do that I'm putting off right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're helping you procrastinate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I totally remember that feeling in college of being like, you know, I should do these eight things, but yeah. I think I'm just going to watch Gilmore Girls instead. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> which is a really good choice. I do think Gilmore Girls is always a good decision. <laughs> That's a great podcast tagline. Gilmore Girls is always a good decision. So, <laughs> so you mentioned that you kind of thought back to this interview and like all of the times you said that you were never, ever going to go back to college. Did you at all feel like you were betraying yourself when you decided school was the right option? Or once you kind of decided it was right, you didn't have any kind of qualms getting over that? No, I 100% I thought am I making the wrong decision? Because I have been so staked on this idea that I am not going to go to school. And I believed that. That's the thing. I, I fully believed that. And so I was really wrestling with what happens when you change your mind? Does that mean that all of the things that you've said are suddenly false? Mm -hmm. Have I been lying to everybody all this time? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just really had to choose like, okay, do I want to take a risk and, and have to kind of decide that maybe changes are okay and maybe changing your mindset is not actually the end of the world or do I just continue to to stick with this one thought that I've had for so long. But it was really hard. I felt like I was betraying myself. I was really fearful that I was going to wake up one day and just think, oh, I made the wrong decision. And it wasn't an easy decision for me. I made it like within a week, which is so weird because normally it takes me a lot longer to decide. But I just thought, this is what I, like, I think I need to do this. And I think I need to push myself. And I was so, so, so scared of, of being stagnant. I was really, and I don't think that fear was driving that decision at all, but I was scared that I was going to stay, um, stagnant and that I wasn't ever going to grow, you know, and I really mm -hmm. just want to be continually learning and I want to be growing and I want to be, um, broadening my craft. Um, and so education was just kind of an obvious thing that would help me do that. I really love all the thought that you've put into this, like thinking about the opportunities that we have through education that maybe they don't have elsewhere in the world and thinking about like pushing yourself to grow. And it just seems like you went through this really deep internal decision making process, even if you did decide faster than you normally would have. But other people on the outside obviously aren't in your mind. They don't know that you right. went through all of this. And sometimes it feels like we're not allowed to change our minds when we make a big decision, especially like you said, you know, you came on the podcast and talked about it. And you've mentioned on your blog before that going to school wasn't part of your plan. So how have you handled sharing um, sort of how you made this decision with other people? And have you had to deal with any negative responses from people who maybe feel like you're being wishy-washy? It's funny because the majority of people have been like, 
well, I, I always thought you should have gone to school anyway. <laughs> I was just telling you not to to support you. And I was like, what? It is so funny because the amount of people that I have that have said to me, no, I'm really glad you're going to school because now I feel like you're going to do something with your life. Oh. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's so, no, but it's so funny. Yeah, they and were afraid to laugh. say anything before and now they're people not. They are afraid to say something. Yeah, exactly. And it is hysterical because now it's just a form of entertainment for me because it's like, I wonder what people will say to me. And it's just a reminder that people feel like they are really in... This is a positive and a negative thing, I think. It's very twofold because people want to be invested in your life. And that's a very positive thing because it's kind of people to to care about you. And then also sometimes it's like, okay, like friends, this is still my life and not yours. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can do what you want and I can do what I want. But um, no, nothing negative, which has been um, nice... It's not, I think that, I think people just are, are happy that, um, that I have gone. And I mean, a lot, a lot of people don't care because it really doesn't affect their life. Mm -hmm. But I have had, um, a few people say to me, Eliza, I just think that it's really good that you didn't let, um, not going to school for four and a half years affect going back because, um, that was something that I was fearful about. Mm -hmm. And I have noticed that I am definitely the oldest a girl's I'm t- okay I'm 22 so I'm not old and a girl said to me the other day in my class she was like how old are you and I was like oh I'm 22 she's like oh my gosh I'm 17 like you're really old no. and I was like I am not <laughs> so it was so funny though mm-hmm. she's like wow you must like have a lot of experience and I was looking at her like, oh, no, no this no. is really hard. I can't remember how to write an essay to save my life. I had to Google what a thesis was. <laughs> it's just so funny. But, no, no negative responses, which is really nice. That's good. I know I had a similar experience when I went back to college. I did my associate's degree, so just a two-year degree, and then didn't know what I wanted to do, and so took a couple of years off and then did finally go back. And by that time, by the time I went back to college, I was married and owned a car and owned a home. And these, you know, mm-hmm. young, young, like, you know, like you said, 17, 18, 19-year-olds that are fresh into college for the first time, they just didn't know what to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> It's it, which adds another layer mm-hmm. of of your experience. Not a bad thing, but it is. It's just another thing to kind of navigate because I'm not there to make friends, right? Mm-hmm. Not that like I'm obviously wanting to be nice to people, yeah. but I'm not like elbowing them. Like I am here to learn, <laughs> but I do. Like, I feel like I'm just such a keener now, and I was never a keener before, but now I'm like, I just want to get good marks, and I need to do all the reading and everything, and it's it's funny to compare, not and compare, I don't mean that in a negative mm-hmm. way, but just to kind of look at how um, someone who goes back to school a little bit later in life compared to someone fresh out of high school, um, the experience, I think, is a little bit different. It totally is, and I think it's just a completely different approach that you take with you to the classroom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you mentioned you are studying journalism. Is that something, I guess, and this is always the question that people ask and you really have no idea how to answer. So you can say, I have no idea how to answer it. Like, what are you expecting, at least right now, that you will use your journalism degree for that you maybe couldn't have done without a degree? Mm -hmm. That's a really good idea. Good idea. I meant good question, not a good idea. See, I have lack of sleep, and I don't have a baby. I just am in school. (laughs) But the reason why I chose journalism specifically was because I wanted to learn to be a better storyteller. And I wanted to learn 
better questions. And those were like the two things that I went to school wanting to be better at. How do I tell better stories? And how do I ask better questions in order to get to those stories quicker in a more efficient way? Um, and so I think coming out of school, I don't, I don't, and maybe my mind will change. I don't think I'm going to want to be a breaking news broadcaster. I don't think that that's the way I am created. I'm much more mm-hmm. emotional. I'm not as fact-based. Um, but I'm learning to cultivate how to ask great questions and how to tell really good stories. And that is, that's something that's really important to me. And I think I'm getting that already. So that excites me a lot. Well, excellent. That sounds like a wonderful plan. And like you said, you're, you're there to learn these new skills and to hone your abilities. And I think journalism is probably the right place for those skills. Thank you. I think so too. Some days I don't think so, but like right now I think so. (laughs) (laughs) It comes and goes, I think. It does, it does. So I know you've only been in school for a couple of months now, but have you noticed um, being in college changing the way that that affects your everyday creativity or the writing that you do um, just personally or on your blog at all? Yes, yes, it is hard. I've not figured out a balance. I, well, so I do mm-hmm. the, the artwork, like we already discussed, and I actually... Um, I made myself, I don't know why I did this to myself, but I booked an art show (laughs) and I have not done any art in months, but I just decided to book an art show so I would force myself to do art. And I was thinking today, I'm like, I truly have no idea how I'm supposed to do art, but I'm just forcing myself to do it because I know it's good for me. Like it's good for my brain. It's good for my creativity. It just really helps me to kind of release emotions and things that I'm feeling through art. I'll let you know in two months when the art show is happening, if that was a good idea or not. But um, no, I haven't been able to find a balance. I still want to write on my blog and I've done it a couple times, but sometimes after writing academically all day, I don't feel like going home and staring at a computer screen again. So I have to, mm-hmm. I have to figure that balance out. Yeah, so. that is the truth. I think anybody going full-time to school or with a full-time job knows that pain. Yes. Yeah, your eyes are tired of staring oh, at the so computer tired. <laughs> So do you have any advice for any other creatives out there who are struggling with their next step, especially if maybe that next step they're starting to think looks different than what they had once planned? Any tips for, you know, just starting or questions to ask yourself to kind of get into the groove of whether or not this is for you or not? I feel like I don't have this very wise advice, but I want to say that I don't think you should be afraid of the risk. You will be afraid, but the risk is still worth it. I've just, that's what I've been finding the past couple of months is that the risk is worth it. And, and taking that step is terrifying because you have no idea what's on the other side. And I think that a lot of that comes with being vulnerable with yourself and just being really honest and asking yourself hard questions. Do I feel safe where I am? I think that safety is not always a great place to be because when I feel safe with where I am in life, it often means that I'm not growing or I'm not being stretched. Um, And then I'm not getting better at the things that I want to be getting better at. So I was feeling really safe with where I was in my life. I thought, nothing is shaking me. And then it just kind of felt boring and stale. And I felt like I needed to take a risk and I needed to take a big step um, and have no clue what was going to come out of that. And I still don't know. I can't tell you, oh yeah, school's the best decision I've ever made. I have no idea. 
Because some days I think, why on earth did I choose to do this? This is very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I think that the risk really is always worth it. it, Even if, like, not in the short term, it doesn't feel that way in the short term, I truly believe in the long term that taking a risk and just honestly asking yourself hard questions and thinking, what are the things that I want to get better at? And what are the skills that I have that I can um, continue to grow? Because as humans, I think that we, we should always be growing. If we think that we finish growing, I think something is very wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But that's my personal belief. I don't know if everyone would agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ashley and I both would agree with you as well. Yeah. As two people who are constantly, you know, looking for new ways to improve yeah. or to do things better or to be better people. I just think Exactly. I, I I completely agree that when you're when you think you're finished, you're probably blindly missing something. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I really don't ever want to get to that point. Not in yeah. like characteristically within me or um externally with my skills. Neither way. I always want to just be getting better. Because I keep yeah. messing up, so I know I have to keep <laughs> getting better. That is such a wise perspective to have, especially for somebody who's only 22, because you might feel old at college, but we know that in the grand (laughs) scheme of things, you are still quite young. And um, so thank you so much for sharing that advice and that perspective on this big decision that you've made to go back to school with our listeners. I know they'll really appreciate hearing from you again. Thank you for having me back. So um, before you go again, um, people can find you at Eliza Latta on Twitter and Instagram and at Eliza Latta Writer on Facebook or on your blog, ElizaNaomi.com. And of course, from there, they can hop over to your Etsy shop and see any art that you have managed to make even in between all of your classes. (laughs) Yeah, we will see how that goes. (laughs) Well, best of luck in your new semester here, Eliza. And thanks so much for chatting with us again. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Chasing Creative podcast. If you like what you heard in this episode, be sure to stop by ChasingCreative.com to check out the show notes, catch up on past episodes, and subscribe to the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you leave us a review on iTunes. You can also join in the creative conversation by tweeting to us at Abigail E. Creeps or at Brooks Editorial, or by using the hashtag ChasingCreative on Twitter and Instagram. If there's a guest you'd love to hear from on the podcast, or if you have any feedback for us, drop us a line at ChasingCreativePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week, go chase your creative.